I had a client, Eleanor, and she said she'd match all these people and she's like, I'm just not messaging them. Wait for them to message me. And I was like, okay, why? And she said, oh, I don't really, you know, I'm not really that into them. And I was like, well, why did you swipe on them? Just swipe on the people that are a yes for you. Don't swipe on the people that you're like, mm, well, maybe, I don't know. I think just take it seriously. Like you want to meet someone, right? That's your aim and you don't want to burn out from it. So take it seriously. Take time to read people's profiles, look through their pictures. If something resonates with you, then swipe with them and and message them. But if it doesn't, don't waste your time on like if you've got anything energetically blocking your way to finding someone, it's going to get in the way. So if you've got a whole dating app full of messages and they're just sitting there and you're waiting for a response, something like that, I feel like it's in the way of the person finding you. Like I always say to my clients, you've got like a big filter and at the top, you've got lots of people that can come in. And as you get down that filter, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And if there's a block in the way of the end of the filter, the person kind of can't get through that filter. So any old energetic matches or any exes that you're thinking about or anyone that you wanted to make it work with, but it didn't, or someone that's ghosted you, or just need to kind of unmatch with them or delete the messages or just get them out of the way and just start afresh. So therefore don't match with people that you don't want. Like what, it's a waste of everyone's time. Hi, I'm Talia and welcome to the Rebel Love Podcast. For each week, I'll bring you a new episode exploring love, sex and relationships. Join me as together we question, explore and strive to understand. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Rebel Love Podcast. My guest today is Beck Thompson, an award-winning dating and relationship coach. She's a number one an international best-selling author and the owner and founder of The Relationship Circle, a no BS relationship coaching that digs deep, gets to the truth and supports you in creating new behaviors and patterns that re-energize and revitalize your relationship as well as create resilience and strong bonds that make you feel whole again. Hey, Beck. Thanks so much for being Hi. here today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so excited. I'm really excited to talk to you. have been trying to set this up for a while now. And I know. the pandemic is thwarting our efforts. <laughs> I know. It feels like good timing, though. People are getting back out there. So it's, you know, it's perfect timing. They are. Australia is opening up finally. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I wanted to bring you on the show today to talk about ways your online dating profile could be sending the wrong message. But before we do that, I just want to find out a little bit about you and your journey to how you got to be where you are now. Yeah, sure. So I've got a there's a long career in um, social work and counselling and domestic and family violence and mental health and all of that stuff. And whilst I um, was working in the field doing that, I also studied coaching. And I just really liked the model of coaching and the way that I worked with people. And I found that I was getting no different clients. It was different work. I found it a lot more forward focused. Um, and so I just moved into that. And after being doing life coaching for over five, 10 years, I then I took some time out and was like, oh, this is, it was too broad. Um, and I decided that I liked working with relationships and single women looking for relationships. So I started this business almost three years ago. Um, yeah. And I just, I love it. I, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> nice. What do you like about it? Let's talk about that. What do you like about it? I love uh, for, for when I work with single women, I love the self-worth piece. I love when people, um, women 
finally, it's like it clicks into place how worthy they are of an amazing relationship. I, I love that and I love watching them get to that journey of, of just how fantastic they are. Um, with couples, I am absolutely fascinated by the dynamics that couples have and communication and conflict and I, I love how when we can just change one little thing it can change the whole dynamic of the relationship. And I think so often single women and couples get stuck in patterns that we repeat over, 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 and over again. And everyone gets so frustrated with it but doesn't know what to do with it. And it's hard when you're in it. Like sometimes I get stuck in my own relationship because you're just so in it. Yeah. So it's not that I'm magical. It's just that I'm a person on the outside looking in and I can help with that. Yeah, totally, totally. I think that's a, a universal human thing though, really, isn't it? We all get stuck in these patterns and... Yep. You know, yeah, I just had some stuff come up for me getting into a relationship and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even know that was there. But it's <laughs> totally there and it's totally me. Like it's, you know, you've got to own it. Like this guy's trying really hard and doing a great job and I'm the one effing it up. So yeah, <laughs> so that, that was a kind of a really interesting realisation. <laughs> it's the it's such a perfect, it's, I find often um, people want to get to their most perfect selves before they get into a relationship. And I'm like, no, no, when the work starts, when you get into the relationship, that's when all the stuff comes up. Yeah. So it's the perfect mirror. Yeah. I just read this morning actually on my phone and this woman posted in a Facebook group and she said she was so excited that she read this book with her partner and she said she sat down and maturely talked about their needs and wants in the relationship and boundaries. And she said, she was almost crying with joy because I've never had a mature enough relationship to do this. Mm-hmm. And she said it was so amazing. And, and, and she, she started that she, her partner was best friends with his ex that he was friends with for six years, but they hadn't been together for four years. And he assured her that, look, there's nothing sexual there. And she said, okay, okay, cool. No worries. But can I request that you don't you know, sleep in the same house and same, you know, bed, especially not the same bed, but yeah. probably not the same house. And he said, look, I think it's kind of unreasonable for me to go to a hotel if there's a perfectly good bed in the house in a separate room. And, and then she's like, <clears throat> it was just really interesting hearing her go, kind of go through it and talk about it and say, you know, great. Well, he go, And she's like, it's just so great that we can even talk about this. You know, we mm. can have a discussion that's not heated. Mm. And I, I was just looking at that thinking, Everyone, everyone deserves a relationship where they can communicate and, you know, and, and then she had the picture on the Facebook post was our agreements and they wrote down their agreements. And I just, I'm like, I love that. I love that stuff. Yeah. It's something that doesn't happen often, which is sad. And and then we get angry about the agreements that we never spoke about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I wrote an article about that on the, on the blog, actually, the rules of oh, a relationship. You? Yeah. Ah. Because I, I interviewed a couple that did the same thing. And in the, in the person, the, the, the gentleman in the relationship, he said, he goes, I, he goes, I just need to write everything down. So he goes, we have a shared Google doc. <laughs> and he's like, in his head, he's like, if it's not on the Google doc, it's not an agreement. So, so he's like, here's all of the things and they've been through all of the things that is acceptable and not acceptable. And he's like, and if something comes up, that's not on the Google doc, they talk about it and they put it on the Google doc. And I I was just like, yeah, same. I was just like, I love that. And I I just talked about the rules of the relationship and my ex-partner and yeah, it's great. Check it out, everyone. (laughs) I definitely will. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So we're digressing a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so let's talk about, um, yeah, ways your online dating profile could be sending the wrong message. So let's talk about dating profiles. We're going to specifically talk about how we can optimize our dating profiles to attract the type of partner that we want. So where do we start? I always start with everyone looking at their values. Always. It's probably my number one step with people because I think um, so often I find that people go, I'm ready to date, I'm going to make a profile, great, I'm going to choose the great pics of me, I'm going to write all these funny things, but no one thinks about who they are. Um, And your values are so key to how you write your profile, what the pictures that you put up, the questions that you answer, and you knowing when you talk to someone if they're going to be a good match for you or not. And you know that early on if you've worked out your values. So I encourage everyone to look at, like, even if you just Google, like, a list of values and write all the ones down that you think are appropriate for you or that resonate with you and then kind of group them together or narrow them down and then work out what ones for you are um, negotiable and what ones for you are deal breakers and I think having that kind of scale of them. So you don't have to get someone who matches all of your values, but the ones that are really important to you, they need to match. But you need to know what yours are in order to kind of sell yourself on your profile. Right. What are the, just out of curiosity, what are mm. the most kind of common values you see? With women, definitely respect, trust, connection, probably that they want that friendship there. It really centers around that self worth, self respect stuff. And what are some common deal breakers you hear about? Uh, definitely if they want children, so family. Um, Sometimes travel is really important to people, Uh, like having goals or um, like being self-motivated and wanting personal growth. That can be really important to people, Um, having like high communication. It it varies, but definitely family is a huge deal breaker for a lot of women because it's just not going to work. If you want children and the other person doesn't want children, as much as you love each other or you respect each other, it's just not going to work. I don't know how you get around that. I mean, if someone knows, tell me, but I've never seen it work. No, I have been in that exact situation. Mm. So I know that well, it doesn't work. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) But it's good to know at the start, isn't it? To go at the start, look, you knew before you know, I think that's really interesting. I, 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 I don't watch Dr. Phil now, but back in the day. <laughs> so good. I used when, to watch him too. <laughs> when people did watch Dr. Phil. Yeah. I remember um, Dr. Phil saying about this couple, I can't remember the circumstance, but basically he said, but you knew that before you got into the relationship. Yeah. That was the line. And I, and I think people forget that. They forget that like you come into a relationship and you know something about your partner. So if you try to change it, it's just going to be a constant battle from day one. But if you're mm-hmm. like, okay, you knew that coming in, is that acceptable or is it not acceptable for you? If not, you know, say goodbye. If it is, don't give them shit about it basically. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I said that to a client last night. I said if you, um, she's talking about getting back with an ex-partner and I said you need to get back with the version of him who he is now. You can't get back with the version of who you want him to be because yeah you know, then you're expecting change out of him and that's not fair. Yeah. And it's going to be horrible for him. Yeah. You know, I remember years ago, a therapist said to me, um, my partner was really annoying me. Something he was doing was really just irking me. And I was like, oh, I just wish you'd do this thing. And she goes, well, why don't you just try to be okay with it? Just for this weekend, I want you to practice being okay with it. So don't react basically. And the relation, and I did, and the relationship was so much more peaceful. And I was like, Mm. holy shit. And it just showed me 
my part in it. You know, it was really, yeah. it was really eye-opening actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good to kind of try things out to not be like, we have to do that forever, but like let's just try it for a few days and see how it goes. Let's experiment. Right, and how else can I communicate my needs mm. without that? Because obviously whatever I was doing wasn't working, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the end goal might not be to change him. It might be just for me to work on accepting. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the way it is. <laughs> okay, so uh, we, we need to figure out our values for our dating profile and then how do we communicate that? And you said something before that I really liked. You said you when like if you're in alignment with your values, you know when you're chatting to someone if they're the one for you. Let's mm. talk about that. Yeah, so I think it gives you a, a key earlier on um, in the conversation as to as to whether they're per- going to be right for you or not. So, like, if you can get to know someone by start asking, you don't have to say to someone, "What are your values?" <laughs> you could say, "You know, what does an ideal Sunday look like for you?" Or, um, you know, what's really important to you? Or, what, what, where do you see yourself in five years? Or, you know, like random questions where you can kind of get around you know they might say I like to hang out with my family or I'm I'm going for a promotion at work or you know like I think they'll say things where you can pull their values from them where you can see what's important to them and then you can see if that's in alignment with you oh yeah in five years time I want to be settled down or I just want to keep partying or I, I want to travel the world or you know like I think you get a little bit of an insight into into who they are I think the issue lies when we like someone and perhaps they're really good looking to us and we like to ignore things that they've said to make them fit in our box. Yeah. So you're getting those signs there. It's just whether you're willing to listen to them or whether you want to just have tunnel vision as to that's going to work, it's going to work no matter what, you know, even though these things are really important to me and I hear the clashing. And Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, I think we, do, we te- definitely tend to do that, don't we? If we like the way someone looks, we let them get away with, a little yep. bit more, yeah. Which isn't, and isn't that a reflection of the way the whole world works? Like yep. you know, there's privilege in beauty, which is, which is, is is really sad but true. Yes, yes, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, and yeah. beauty fades, everyone. So yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> We're just talking about it as we got on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're we're paying attention to the, the kind of answers they're giving us. I remember um, a guy asked me to send him a full length photo because I didn't have one on my profile, which is probably not a good thing. But anyway, so I sent him a profile, a full image profile, and he was like, basically said something along the lines of, mm, "We can work with this." <laughs> I know, and I was like, "Oh man, dude!" Like, what do you even mean? I know, and and also so gross too. Like, feels really gross. Like, yeah. You know. Anyway, so that didn't work there's out. A lot of there's a lot of creepiness that comes out. <laughs> so of here. creepy. It's, so yeah. creepy. Yep. Yeah. So you know, there, there are red flags that show early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch them. You can see them. I mean, I know that all the women can see them, and if you trust your intuition, you know what's going on. Just follow that rather than thinking that it's going to be different in a year's time or you're going to change him or mm. just trust what you're getting at the beginning yeah uh, okay so so we're we're paying attention to what they're saying and how they're responding what about how we write our profile let's talk about that that's a big one yeah how we write so, our profile in alignment with our values that that attracts that person to us yeah I think you've got to be you so I think so many times people write their profile in the way that they think the person that they want to attract would like and you you miss out who you are and you got it like 
there are hundreds of thousands of people on dating apps and you will get lost in the sea of dating apps if you just want to be like everyone else. Like that goes for your pictures, your your bio, your question and answers. If you're trying to be quirky and funny and that's not you, like stop it, just be you. If you're really intelligent, be you. Like if you are really funny, be you. If there's something about you that stands out, put that on your profile. I always use the example um, because it's an easy one of cosplay, you know, and just people dress up in costumes. Certain people like people that dress up in costumes mm, and other do. people that don't like that won't like that. It is, right. put, if you like that, put that on your profile because it's a way of weeding out the people that don't like that. Don't pretend that you don't like it and then it's re- something that's really important to you. Right. Like anything that you, anything that makes you unique, put that on the profile because the idea of winning this game here is that you're going to find someone that is the match for you. Mm-hmm. And there's several people out there. Like there's no, I don't believe there's one for you. I think there's probably several people out there for you. But the way you write your profile, the pictures, the more unique you are on there, that's the quicker way of weeding out people that aren't the match for you. So we're exclude we're we're writing a profile to exclude the ones we don't want as much as to attract the ones we do want. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean my caveat with that is please don't ever write. I don't want players. I don't want any um people who are gonna like just don't write the negatives in there because it just gives off this bad vibe that who you are. And to be honest, the people that are players are probably like, oh, challenge. Let me see if I can break this one. So it's not right. going to stop them from contacting you. Right. So so instead of writing what we don't want, write what we do want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think about filters? What's your what's your take on using filters in your dating profile? I hate filters. I hate okay. filters in all of life. I just think like, I mean, one, a lot of men that I speak to hate filters. And okay. women are the, usually the ones who use the filters. Mm-hmm. It's just not you. Like it's, uh, it's just again trying to be like, what's wrong with you? Like, what's wrong with the skin that you're in, or the way that you look, or, and the filters go way too far now. I, I don't know. People can change the shape of their face, the shape of their body. That I just, I just wish they didn't exist. You know, in um, I think it's Sweden. You have to say if you've used a filter on your photo. So if you put a photo on your uh, filter, you have to literally say that you've used a filter so people know. Yeah, I think I think you have to do that in advertising now too. Don't do you? Yeah. That, but I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if Australia, but some countries are making it, which I think is great. Yeah. yeah. And, and in Italy, they're making models have to be a certain weight before they can get on the catwalk, which great. is quite nice. So we, we are slowly changing these ideals that women feel they should live up to. Yeah. Women particularly, men also, and all people. I think it's what we think other people are going to find attractive, but it's like it's like for ages, you know, women used to do the duck the duck pose with their lips. Some of them like still men do. hated that, but like, oh, I don't know, I know. women thought that men thought that was attractive. It's just I'm not sure so where that started. Like, why did that even? Why is it a thing? I I, I never got it. I was, I was like, I, I don't understand what's happening here. What's, <laughs> what's the appeal? I think the other thing as well, like us using filters really says more about us and how confident we are in ourselves. And I think that's the other thing too. I mean, it is hard because we just were saying that there's privilege in pretty. If we are feeling insecure about the way we look or, you know, ourselves in general, which I think, you know, I think everybody has hangups. Yeah. How do we navigate that when people can be nasty? You know, I I mean, I was reading another post on another um group the other day and oh it was um bad dates of melbourne facebook page if you don't follow it follow it. it's great it's really hilarious and this person said i had a guy get in touch with me because he wanted to my best friend's number or my friend's number who was in the photo and i've had that too 
Other people yeah. going, oh, not so keen on you, but can I get your friend summer? I'm like, in what world is that okay? Like, yeah. what did you think I was going to say? Like, So based on looks as well, isn't it? Like, it's so interesting. Like, I want to date that person solely on what they look like in that one photo. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. A lot of people do because they don't write anything in their profile, mm. you know, and a lot of men and women, everyone on dating apps, a lot of people just don't write things on their profile, which, yeah. okay, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Is that, that a no-no? Look, it depends on why you're going on the dating apps. But if you're wanting a serious relationship and you're not taking the time and effort to write anything on there, I just think it shows volumes. And Same. from my feedback from men and women, they hate it. They just yeah. won't even Same. look at your profile. So yeah. I think Doesn't you're wasting how. your time. Just get off the app. <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably just want hookups. Or... Yeah, probably. And that's okay <laughs> as well. But if that's not what you're after, then don't do not do that. What about what about being on multiple dating apps? Oh, that depends on the person and, and where you live and who you are. I, uh, yeah, look, sometimes I get people to go on multiple dating apps. Sometimes I say minimise your dating apps. Like if they're getting too overwhelmed by the amount, I'd rather you have quality time on a dating app than be on millions of them um, because what I find now is that everyone is on every dating app. So it yeah. really... <laughs> It's not like you're getting a different pool of people on different dating apps sometimes. I mean, the algorithm sometimes feeds you different people. Mm. Um, But it depends. I'd rather you spend 10 minutes a day being really present and really conscious and going on the app rather than being like swipe, 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 swipe and not even looking at the profiles or what you're doing. Or I'd rather just have that conscious present time on the app to take the time to think about each profile that you read before you swipe than be on 30 apps, getting all these likes and being overwhelmed by it. I find that people burn out really quickly on dating apps. So the longer we can stay on them and not get burnt out, the better. That's what I was, that's what I was going to say before. I was like, I remember um, being somewhere with someone very early on when dating apps started and really it was just kind of Tinder around. And we even used the language, I'm going to play Tinder. Like mm. it's a game. And I mm. think that that still happens now. People kind of play it like it's a game, which is kind of, probably by design the gamification of it mm. but it's not great because it's like these are actually people you know it's mm-hmm. it's it, when you gamify you you miss that element of humanness yeah okay so you just mentioned being really conscious what's an is there any other ways we can kind of make sure we don't gamify it and we take it really seriously yeah i had a client eleanor and um she said she'd match all these people and she's like, I'm just not messaging them. You know, I'll wait for them to message me. And I was like, okay, why? Um, and she said, oh, I don't really, you know, I'm not really that into them. And I was like, well, why did you swipe on them? Like just swipe on the people that are a yes for you. Don't swipe on the people that you're like, mm, well, maybe, I don't know. Like I think just you take it seriously. Like you want to meet someone, right? That's your aim and you don't want to burn out from it. So take it seriously. Take time to read people's profiles, look through their pictures. If if something resonates with you, then swipe with them and, and message them. But if it doesn't, don't waste your time on, I'm going to get a little bit spiritual and woo-woo, but I'm such a big believer of like, if you've got anything energetically blocking your way to, to finding someone, it's going to get in the way. So if you've got a whole um, dating app full of messages and they're just sitting there and you're waiting for a response, something like that. I feel like it's in the way 
of the person finding you. Like I always say to my clients, you've got like a filter and I know people can't see this if they're just listening, but you've got a, a big filter and at the top you've got lots of people that can come in and as you get down that filter, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And if there's a block in the way of the end of the filter, the person kind of can't get through that filter. So any old energetic matches or any people that, any exes that you're thinking about or anything, anyone that you um wanted to make it work with but it didn't or someone that's ghosted you or you just need to kind of like unmatch with them or delete the messages or just get them out of the way and just start afresh like and so therefore don't match with people that don't you don't want like what it's a waste of everyone's time yeah that's really really great advice and I think you're so right about being ready like if you're not ready emotionally and spiritually and I've just been going through this myself then you are not gonna be present to that person and like you said it's you're kind of disrespecting yourself and them by Mm -hmm. you know not showing up fully yeah absolutely absolutely and um something just popped back into my head when we're talking about the filters and self-worth like I I get it I have had many times in my life where I've used filters so I'm not immune to that um but when you're trying to again again spiritually when you're trying to attract someone it goes off your subconscious of what you believe you're worthy of. So whether you put a filter over your face or you put a nice dress on or makeup on, if you still don't believe that you're worthy of an amazing relationship, someone who cares for you, someone who respects you, you're not going to get it. So you have to do the inner work first. That's way more important than a filter on your face. Yeah, right. Okay, well, where do we start that work? That's a great. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. We do need to start that work. If you love the Rebel Love Podcast, you can support us by leaving a review on the Apple Podcast platform. This helps us reach more people each month and bring more episodes just like this one. You can also be entered into the draw to win a free pass to the Let Love Begin Summit. 21 speakers on letting go of your ex and learning to open your heart again. Simply leave us a review on the Apple Podcast platform, email us a screenshot to support at rebellove.com and you'll automatically be in the running to win. We give one free pass each month. How, okay, yeah. let's let's even go one step before that. How do we identify? Because I think as well, we're you know, we're all kind of floating through life, and you know, we don't know what we don't know. So we may not realize that we have self worth issues or whatever issues until they come up, and then we're aware enough to see them, or we kind of blow up. So mm. it kind of happens in a more volatile way. Mm, mm. <laughs> so how do we how do we kind of recognize that we may have issues with self-worth first of all self-talk like how you talk to yourself Uh, how do you talk to yourself and how you talk about yourself Australian women are ridiculously good at this and I hate it they're very good at saying oh I'm so stupid I'm such an idiot oh god I look ugly I'm so look so fat today like the way they describe themselves to other people that you're talking about yourself and you would never say that about a friend. I just don't know why you're okay saying it to yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a good indicator sometimes if you can get conscious about the way that you're talking to yourself and about yourself. Uh, if you can look at the relationships around you and how they treat you and what the behaviour that you allow in those relationships, that's sometimes a really good indicator of even friendships, work colleagues, family mm-hmm. members, do you allow them to you know, walk all over you? Do you allow them to, you know, push past your boundaries? Um, A good example in dating is, um, you know, if someone calls you, hey, doll, hey, sexy, and you're like, hey, look, I just want to be, can you just call me by my name? Like, can you just call me back? And if they keep doing it and you just allow that to, oh, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just let it happen. 
Like that's a that's your self worth. No, it's not okay for them for you to put a boundary in place for them to then push past the boundary and go over what you've just said you're not okay with. That's see you later. But if you keep putting up with that, that's such a reflection on what you believe you're worthy of and what the respect you believe you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm just having all these flashbacks to this guy who totally was violating my boundaries. And I and and I remember the last time we spoke, I, I, I was going to myself, he's treating you like this because you're letting him, mm-hmm. you know, and I set a boundary and he didn't like it. And that was the last time we spoke. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I was like, okay, great. It's nice and clear. Thank you. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the boundaries that you allow in the beginning, like if you, that just sets up the whole relationship. So don't be afraid to set a boundary in the beginning because it's actually really important to um, have that happen, you know, like to tell people what what you're okay with and not okay with and then see their response. And someone who is good for you should respect that and respect how it makes you feel, Mm. not just completely right over it. I think it's really important how you say it. Mm. Like I you know, if you're really heated and angry, it's going to be received very different to if you're calm and the tone of your voice is not sharp, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For lack of a better word. Yeah. And I think the important thing to remember is in the beginning, people are only doing what they know is okay. So if you give them the opportunity, if they call you sweetie or dull, they don't know. They might think that that you like that. Like just let them know that you're not okay with it. Right. It's not in the first instance, you don't go, stop calling me that, you idiot. Like, you know, it's not. They didn't know. They're doing what they think is okay. And everyone has different boundaries and different things with what they're okay with and not okay with. So Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's use that as an example. If we were going to say that, how do we how would we say that in a way that's non-violent? <laughs> how would we you say, could, you know, please don't call me that? <laughs> yeah, you could just say something like, I don't feel okay with you calling me Dal. Is it okay if you call me Beck from now on? Mm. Or refer to me by my name. Like, or it makes you feel uncomfortable when you yeah, me, blah blah blah. Or it feels better when you call me back. Yep. Instead of Dal. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very Aussie thing too, everyone. I know, yeah, yeah, it um, is. It is. People outside of Australia, Dal yeah. is short for darling. If you don't know, if you're not from Australia, we shorten or lengthen anything. We just don't normally use normal words. What about if we're using something like Bumble and we um we're talking about women wanting to date either other women or non-binary folk or um men. How do we well, actually? I don't know how women, women messaging women would work because they'd both be yeah, who goes first? Yeah, anyone would go first. <laughs> um, but let's say okay, you're women dating men, or um, yeah, I'm not sure how it works with non-binary people. But if you're dating men ha- and you have to message first as a woman, what are some good openers? Because I've noticed on Bumble now they have prompts, uh, and they never used to have prompts. And I guess mm. that was because people were struggling so hard with those openers, and they're just saying mm. hey. Yes. What what do you recommend? Yeah, don't say hey. You'll get lost in the sea of haze in messages. <laughs> uh, I recommend like looking at the person. This is why I say be really conscious about the profile because when you look at the profile and you read it, something's got to stand out to you that you like about them and mm-hmm. why you resonate with them. So it could be that you're making a comment in regards to that they went to Japan. Oh, my God, I went to Japan too and went snowboarding there. Like, Or just anything in regards to their pictures or profile that you can relate back to why you like them in a way you know that this is why I resonate with you so and it just needs it's just something different to stand out from them so I think that people usually have that in their profile and that's why you were drawn to their profile if they make a joke you know you can make a joke back just 
have a look at their profile, pick out what it is that resonates with you and then make a comment based on that. Okay, I guess it's kind of like a good test too because if you look at their profile and you're like, oh, what 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 was it that I was resonating? Am I yeah. blindly swiping or, yeah. you know, yeah. okay. Do I just think that they're hot or like what, yeah, do I actually like something about them? Well, here's, that's a good, that's, I'm glad you said that because there is a lot of, a huge element of window shopping on these apps. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, we have to acknowledge that looks do play a role. Yep. However, they're not everything. Yep. So how do we, you know, if we are on apps and there's there's limited information about this person, you know, we, we definitely are going to be attracted to them by how they look initially anyway. Mm-hmm. So how do we then look past that or give people another chance that may not look like the kind of person that we'd normally go for? Yeah, I think you get more into that once you start talking to them more or have a phone conversation with them or a video chat or and then you have a date or whatever. I think as you get to know them, that I think that will happen. But my clients generally find they either get into like a pattern of swiping on the same type of looking guy and then maybe it's not getting them anywhere, so let's try something different or just notice what you're doing and do something different. Like honestly what I steer people to do so often, like if they're if they give guys too many chances, I say give them less chances. If they give them not enough chances, I go give them more chances. Like right. just do the opposite of what you're doing. That's generally what I steer people towards. Right, practice, yeah. It's interesting because um, quite a while ago now I met this man and um, we just started hit up this, struck up this conversation. Somebody else started the conversation and I joined in and then me and him were just like glued to each other talking for like hours, like literally hours because um, it was a way like a – like a, camp, a communal camping thing. Mm-hmm. And I I remember thinking, looking at him going, if you were on a dating app, I probably wouldn't have swiped right because mm-hmm. you're not normally the kind of guy I go for, but you are mm-hmm. so attractive. Like your energy is amazing. I love, you know, who you are from what I know so far. And I was like, what a shame. All these people out there that I'm potentially missing and that everyone's potentially missing because of the way they look. Yeah. So is, there a, is there a way to overcome that or like a, another option for us? Yeah, it's interesting, hey, because it's not only the way we look. Like some people are just terrible at taking photos and don't put the right photos up. People sometimes look nothing like their photos and sometimes that can be a really good thing or or a bad thing. Just expand what you're looking for because I think that I've never met anyone who just wants a really good-looking human. Yeah. So have a have a read into their profile and see what it is that interests you. And I do like the one thing that came up as you were talking, I was like, the one thing that's missing is that energy. You can't feel that yeah. through an app, which is really, which is why I get people, you know, to get on the phone or or video chat as soon as possible because then you get some of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about um if we let's say like we're just like, look, I've tried the internet dating, it's just not my thing. Um let's talk about speed dating. Although we weren't gonna go here, but <laughs> What do you think about speed dating? Yeah, look, I like it. I think that it's changed a lot. I've not been on. This is just from my perspective of the women that I work with. So I know some of them have been on speed dating where it's not, um, you don't sit in tables and move along. Some of them have been like there's people placed around the bar and you go and meet them at certain spots in the bar. So it's a bit bit more like real life. They're kind of mimicking real life. Um, I think it's, I like that. I like dinner dating. Um, There's like a company is called like, I always get this wrong, but it's table for six or table for 10 or something where you sit and have a dinner conversation with people and you get to have more of a chat with them. Um, Meetup groups, like just chatting to friends and family. I think there's so many 
other options. And I think I encourage people always to mix up your options. Like don't just do online dating because they're the people when you just do that, they're the ones that I find at burnout quicker because it's really quick paced. So you get through more people, faster. Yeah, people have a higher capacity to burn out in that way. But speed dating I love. I think it's a really good way to get to know people quickly. Okay, cool. And have you had any clients who have met their partners speed dating? Good question. No, to be honest, most of my clients have met people on online dating apps. Online dating apps. Okay, great. Yeah, Yeah. Tinder specifically, which is so funny because Tinder gets such a bad rap. It does get a bad rap. You know what though? I remember I was uh, I was playing Tinder <laughs> in quotes. So I was using Tinder like this is ages ago, and and someone said to me because this is when the other apps started coming in. Someone said, to me, "Why are you on Tinder?" And I said, my response was honestly because it's got the biggest pool of people, mm. not because it's a better app because it I don't actually it's not my favorite app. Yep. But it has the most volume of people, so there's more likely it's a numbers game. There's more likely that I'm going to meet someone on that app that I, you know, and then as my dating progressed, I stopped using it because you're just finding people that were looking for things that I wasn't looking for, which is totally Mm. fine. No shame. But I just wasn't at that point in my life. I was looking Mm. for something a bit deeper and I just Mm. found like the same conversations and, you know, but I think your advice of really reading the profile and, you know, you can tell, and sometimes you have to swipe through like 50 guys to get to one guy who actually has put some effort into his profile (laughs) yeah yeah and like there's so many people on there yeah so that's just what happens unfortunately yeah Yeah, exactly it'd be great if they had a switch for like hookups only and then long-term relationship yeah I think they have the bumble thing now where you can message them first and Mm -hmm. not have them message you Mm. that's kind of nice oh I I feel like I'm jumping around a lot did we did we get to any good openers what were some great openers what are some examples let's let's talk about some specific examples so let's let's say I'm dating you're you're going to be a man in this instance (laughs) or or a woman I could date you I'm going to go first hey Beck I love that you're a relationship coach how long have you been a relationship coach for is that a good yeah 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 perfect perfect something that stands out to you like or um (laughs) Um, you know what's coming in my head is fishing because so many people put pictures. Oh of my gosh, fish. I know. <laughs> I fish. Uh, like, where are some great places that you've gone fishing? Or um, yeah. Uh, oh my god, I love Mexican food. Where's you know? Have you eaten out anywhere good lately? Or um, if they comment on a movie or a show or a music or um, I saw them in concerts, blah blah blah. Like just something that stands out to you that you've got a common thread on. It's the reason why I like um, meetup groups so much. So meetup, not everyone knows what meetup is, but meetup is like this web platform where people go and do activities that are related to a certain activity. So it might be like photography or it could be walking or crypto. The reason I like it is because you meet and everyone is talking about a topic that they both love, right? Mm, So it's not necessarily dating groups that you have to go on, but you've got something in common already. So that's why it's good to pick out something that you have in common with someone on a dating app because it's an easy way to start a conversation around it. That's a great point. Would you suggest using Meetup to to meet people? I love Meetup. Yeah, look, it so depends on where you live. Some people don't even, I have a lot of clients, probably because I do a lot of online work that live in regional and remote areas and they don't have any groups in their area. So no, it's not useful for you. But bigger cities, yeah, I think it can be really a great way. Um, I find a lot of travellers there though. Um, 
on Meetup because they're trying to meet new people. But I think if you're anxious about going to specific dating events, it's a great workaround because you don't have to go, you don't, no one has to know that you're there looking for someone, but it could be a good way for you to practice your conversation skills or meeting mm. new people skills, or it's kind of a way that you don't have to dive headfirst in, if that makes sense. Because not everyone is that comfortable or confident doing that straight away. Yeah. And you might meet some great new friends. Absolutely. You, you have something in common with, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay, great. Let's talk about the rural dating. That's a good one. Mm. What do we do if our dating pool is really small in the, on these apps? How do we how do we navigate that? Sometimes they have to expand their kilometer range to get mm. more people. I'm a huge believer that the right person will come to you when they're supposed to. So I think that being on the, yes, you have to take action and do things to make that happen, but you could just as likely meet the love of your life walking into a service station and running into them as you could on an app. So it's it's great that we've got apps and it's great that we've got new ways to meet people, but if you're just open to the idea that you could meet the love of your life tomorrow when the sky comes and knocks on your door to deliver a package or um, a friend introduces you to them or you go to a wedding or you like there's other ways to meet people so d- just don't think that just because your pool is limited that you're not going to meet someone because it's very interesting the women that I have in regional remote areas they go my pool's limited I don't have many people and the women in cities go there's too many people and it's too hard to sort through them so it's <laughs> almost like I can't even find a middle ground there anyway yeah just for everyone listening I don't know if you can think of any back off the top of your head but I just wanted to list a couple of ways that I've heard that people have met their partners and we'll give everyone listening a little dopamine hit so (laughs) so my um auntie she met her partner in a laundromat traveling she was in a laundromat they were washing clothes together they met they're married have two kids been together for 20 years my mum told me a story about a woman who her car broke down, uh, not not broke down, sorry, her, she had a flat tyre and a guy stops to help her change her tyre, love of her life, they got married. And I was like listening to these stories going, yes, these are the stories I want to hear of how people met their partners in Unusual. Do you have any of those? I know I'm really putting you on so the spot. I, so I used to run a, um, a group coaching course and the, the women, were, they were thinking, oh, I can only meet people online. So I put on my Facebook profile, where did you meet your partner? I had like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments and it like yours, it was the most, when I say service station, that's literally where someone met their partner at a service station. They went in to pay for fuel, bumped into this guy, got talking like wow. in a supermarket on the street at a friend's wedding. Like people have met in the most random places that you would never think, oh, that's where you would meet your partner. But you just have to be like, you really have to be open to the idea that that's possible. Because mm. when you when you limit yourself, it's like saying, um, I want to become really rich. And the way I'm going to become really rich is that I'm going to buy a lotto ticket. And that is the way that I'm going to win. And you've almost got tunnel vision as that's the only way you're going to get money. When you can get money from many, many different ways. But if you only think lotto is the only way, that you've limited yourself. It's the same with dating. If you think dating apps are the only way you're going to meet someone, you have discounted all the other magical, weird and wonderful ways that it could happen. And it does happen. Like we're not, I'm not just making this up. You're not just making this up. It happens in right. real life. Yeah. And it is really lovely when you hear those stories. I, I re, um, I'm actually going to be interviewing someone on the podcast coming up and she wrote this story in a Facebook group, which is how I found her. 
And she said, I went on the dodgiest dating site that you could ever imagine. (laughs) She said it was a travel one for people who want to travel. I don't even know what the name of it is. And she met her husband who lived overseas. He lives overseas. And and their first date was a seven-week trip together. (laughs) Wow. I think it was a seven. Well, I don't. Maybe I'm. Maybe I got the date, the the length wrong. But she went on an extended date, so it was like multiple days or weeks. And she and I was like, oh my god, how'd it go? And she's like, yeah, I'm in love with him. We're in love. It's it's nuts. And I was oh, like, I've got goosebumps. Wow. I know. It was. I, and stay tuned for that episode because we'll yeah, tell the I whole story. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, whoa, right? And she said, look, I took a chance. And she's like, obviously, you know, safety was a concern and blah, blah, blah. But I just, you know, the moral of the story was like, it can happen. You know, there's, there are, you know, beautiful stories as much as there's, you know, heartbreaking stories, there's beautiful stories as well. We just have to look for them and, you know, give ourselves, feed ourselves those happy times rather than being bombarded with all the negative stories. Exactly. And they're great examples of like that it's possible and your brain needs those examples to believe that it's possible. Yes. I I think that I I really love that you've kind of, that's been a running thread in this interview is like, you've got to be ready. You've got to be open. Beck, before we wrap up, what are some of the most common ways a dating profile could be sending the wrong message? Again, I think if you're not you, if you're trying to be someone who you think that they are going to want, um, I used to say this all the time. Now it sounds weird because we've been in a pandemic, but it's like wearing a mask on your face and not a not a mouth covering <laughs> mask. But it's like you're wearing a mask and then you take it off and they're like, "Who? What? Who are you? Like, and you've wasted everyone's time, including your own." Right. Um, so just be you. Like, I can't be any more clear about that. Be proud of who you are because you want someone who's going to like you for you, not for. Um, who they thought you were or who you thought they wanted you to be. So absolutely do that. And and then not enough information. I think that that's another big mistake people make is that they just don't put the time and effort into, like, do everything, answer the answer the question. The prompts are such a cool way of yeah. like, giving an insight to you and they're easy to answer because you can choose what one you want that works for you and it's a good way of selling yourself like this is what it is you're selling yourself on this profile so if you struggle to write about yourself get a friend to help you write your bio about why they think you're wonderful because sometimes women really struggle to write about why they're amazing people um and you are you're all amazing so and there's amazing parts about you so write that and don't write negatives cut out the negatives cut out the negatives yeah yeah. I remember um when I was dating on the profiles I wrote on my profile, I wrote, um, uh, maybe I'm crazy, but I'm looking for love. Mm-hmm. And I had so many men message me and go, I love, I love that you wrote that. I love your honesty. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for hookups. Like I'm looking for someone I could love and be in a really committed relationship with. Yeah. I'm not looking for, you know, and there's nothing, no shame in want, wanting hookups. I just wasn't looking for that at that time. So yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was really interesting to see the response I got from yeah. From like, guys. and this is the thing, hey, like play around with stuff. You don't if you're not getting the response you want, or you're getting a certain response from people, change what you've got on your profile. It doesn't have to stay there. Like, you can literally change it every minute of every day if you wanted. So, it, yeah. it doesn't have to be stuck to what you've got. If you're not happy with who the feedback you're kind of getting from the matches, change it. Yeah, 
Yes, very wise words. Test it. In marketing, we yeah. call it test, test your profile. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you've got the, the same sample size, though. If you're going to change your profile, <laughs> you want to match with the same amount of people so that you've got, you know, a good sample size. <laughs> you can create a whole course around this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we will. Maybe yeah. we will. <laughs> Beck, thank you so much for being here. It has been an absolute pleasure. I've loved talking to you. I feel like I'm talking to an old friend. Yeah, it's lovely. Thanks for having me. Um, you're welcome. I'm really, really glad you could be here. Um, if people want to get in touch with you today, how can they do that? Yeah, just look up. I always point the wrong way. Oh, I did it. <laughs> yeah, the camera's <laughs> on the wrong way. I always got that. Just search that. So I'm on all social media. Well, that's a lie. I'm not on TikTok, but I am on Instagram and Facebook and um, my website. So for anyone listening, Beck pointed to her right side and it says the relationship circle. (laughs) So is it the relationshipcircle.com? Is that what we're searching? Okay, great. That's my website, yep. Awesome. And if you search on Instagram or Facebook, it's the relationship circle. (laughs) Thanks for that reminder. (laughs) All right. Uh, For anyone listening, you can find all the links mentioned in this episode uh, and the show notes at rebellove.com forward slash EP51. Thanks again, Beck. Thanks for listening to the Rebel Love Podcast, the podcast about love, sex, and relationships. If you like this episode, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform and find all the details of this episode and more at rebellove.com forward slash podcast. There. Thanks, Beck. <laughs> Have a good day. (laughs) You too. Take it easy. Bye. See ya.